0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 146 of the Layover Live podcast. I'm Jason Swick, VP of Strategy and Insights at Simpleview. On this episode of the Layover Live, Tracy Legault, lead SEO analyst at Simpleview, stops by to talk about Google's upcoming page experience update. Tracy and I discuss what the latest update is, how it may affect DMO websites, how DMOs should prioritize these changes, and we even get into a few other SEO tips along the way. Hope you enjoy. Each week, the smartest and brightest destination marketers from all over the world talk about the latest trends, happenings, and challenges that affect the travel and tourism industry today. Digital marketing executives, CMOs, and leaders from DMOs of all shapes and sizes share their insights and stories to help you become the best marketer you can be. This is The Layover Live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 146 of The Layover Live, where we bring you the top article from The Layover each week. I'm Jason Swick, VP of Strategy and Insights at Simpleview, and I am joined by one of our very own experts today, Miss Tracy Legault, who is our lead SEO analyst. So, Tracy, welcome to the show. I know it's been a while since we've uh, last seen each other, so hopefully you're doing well.
1: Yeah, it seems like forever. Been a, been a year.
0: <laughs> it, it has to say the least, right? But if you're on, you know, we're talking... SEO, we're talking Google. So on the show, uh, we're going to be talking about Google's upcoming page experience update, which is going to be one of the many algorithm updates that Google does each and every year. Some of them small, some not so small. But that said, when Google usually makes an announcement like this, it means that uh, we should be paying close attention. Similar to some previous updates that we've talked about on the show that have been related to, you know, things like the uh, Hummingbird update, uh, maybe the mobile first indexing, HTTPS, etc. We've talked about many of those. But when Google made the announcement uh, back in May of this year, um, It kind of gave us some insights that it was coming, and it looks like now that's going to be coming in May of 2021. Now, article of the week this week comes from Search Engine Alliance, which provides some great insights into how to properly evaluate this update and the impact that it may have on your organic search results. As you know, we like to stay on top of these sorts of things on the show, and with roughly six months remaining before this one hits the search results, I wanted to bring on one of our best SEO experts wanted to bring Tracy in to talk a little bit more about this and what it might mean for a DMO and how DMOs can prepare moving forward. So Tracy, let's just jump right into it. As I, as I mentioned, you know, Google has, you know, hundreds of these updates each and every year. This latest one around page experience. So, you know, maybe let's just start with what it is. You know, what is this update and how is it different maybe from some of the other updates that we've that we've seen or heard about?
1: Sure, of course. So page experience is part of Google's ongoing push to provide mobile users with the best um, user experience on the web. So when Google is talking about UX in this context, it don't mean like the the look of the website and its you know functionality in terms of where everything is laid out, but more of how does that website perform for a user, is it loading quickly, is it easy to click things, are there ads everywhere, that sort of user experience. So they've always been really interested in making sure that their top results are providing the best experience because that will make Google users keep returning because they will get the best results um, by using that search engine. So when it comes to page experience, in some ways this update doesn't change a lot but then it also changes a lot. It's an odd <laughs> kind of weird thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so page experience um, includes page speed, um, secure search is your site, a secure domain. Um, is it mobile friendly? Um, does it have a lot of intrusive pop-ups or, you know, things blocking users from being able to, you know, view your content and interact. But they are adding on a new layer into the, ranking signals. Um, So it is in effect now and you can see the information in Google Search Console about roughly how you're doing, um, but it won't take effect as a ranking factor until May uh, 2021. So what's changing is a focus on what they call their core web vitals, um, which includes three major elements, um, which kind of wraps into site speed. So they have the first one which is called Largest Contentful Paint, or you'll see it called LCP. And this is the time it takes between the page starts to load and when the largest block of imagery or text loads onto the screen. So if you have a really big hero image or if it's a long piece of content, how long does it take from the time the user calls up the page till that major element is displayed? Um, There's also what's called the first input delay, and you'll see that as FID um, on Google's tools. This talks about how long does it take for the page to load before a user can interact with any of the elements on the page. So, you know, if they want to tap on a link or scroll down to read further or click the video, how long does it take before they can actually start doing stuff on your web page? And finally, what's brand new to this, so you might have come across the other two elements when you're looking at Google's page speed uh, tools, but the latest one is called cumulative layout shift. And this has two different things that it's looking for. But roughly, it's looking to see how much does the content shift while the page is loading. So does the copy of the page load in, and then a big hero image or header slide loads in and then pushes everything down. So, you know, as a user, you're starting to read, and then the next thing you know, the image pops in, and it pushes everything down, and you've lost your place. Um, it can also refer to, do you use a large banner at the top that pushes the website down after it's loaded? And This is mostly for when a user is trying to interact with it. If there is a huge shift uh, of someone might tap or misclick on something because what they were aiming for moved at the last second, and obviously it's a source of frustration for users. So those are the three major elements of core web vitals, and those are packaging up with all the other things that Google cares for and is putting them into their technical page experience bucket. And that's a whole lot of technical stuff about <laughs> how, how these websites perform for users, especially mobile users, um, because as we're seeing, at least in the travel space on websites, you are looking at 55 to 75% mobile. So uh, it's a really important element, especially for U.S. travel sites, to make sure that um, you're keeping these things in mind when building out your websites and your web pages.
0: Yeah, this is exactly why I wanted to have you on to talk about this subject, Tracy, because that is a excellent explanation about what this is, what's happening with this. Some old elements, some new elements coming into it. So thank you for sharing that. That's really, really, really good stuff. And you made mention about the percentage of, tra- of traffic to, to sites that are from mobile. So let's maybe leads them to my next question, right? Which is how this is going to affect DMO websites. You know, DMO websites, uh, organic traffic is still the number one source for almost every single client that we work with across the space. And we track hundreds of different analytics accounts, whether it's here in the U.S. or even uh, overseas. Um, it is still an important, important resource. So, how do these updates then affect uh, a DMO's website specifically? Maybe talk about that a little bit.
1: Sure. Uh, Like we mentioned before, it becomes officially part of the algorithm in May of 2021. So everything you're hearing about now, uh, they like to let you know in advance so that you can make any adjustments you may need to your website to prepare ahead of time. So if you're performing well, you continue to perform well. Um, But the thing to note is that it's one ranking factor out of like 200 or so other ranking factors. So even if you have some pages that, by the time this becomes um, effective, that it doesn't immediately tank your rankings for those pages. but it's one extra thing to look at. So, for example, if all things were equal between your DMO site and another site that's like competing with you for that search term, Everything's the same. Your content are both equally amazing, but one has the edge on page experience that could pop them up to a position above your site or you above theirs. Um, So like I also mentioned, 55 to 75% of your traffic being mobile devices, and that doesn't even include tablet. It does go to show how serious Google is taking this. So, it will affect your website it could add a barrier to performing as well as your content should but google is clear you know quick to say like if you have if your competitor does not put out the same amount of you know, solid content that you do. Just because they're faster and friendlier does not mean necessarily they'll win over yours because ultimately it does come down to how effective the content is. But it is something that if you have an extremely competitive um, uh, market space for either all your keywords or a lot of them or some of them, this could be that one thing that lets your site gain an edge over another.
0: Yeah, great stuff. That's a that's a good way to um, provide some insight into how this could affect DMO websites. And and then you talked again about you know LCP and FID and CLS and 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 marketers right. We love acronyms, right? All of these different things. And 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 then the many ways it could affect it. Right? Again, um, the caveat being that hey, just just because you check the box of these things, if your content's not great, it doesn't matter. It's you know we still favor content. So how do DMOs then prioritize these changes, Tracy? Maybe you could talk about that, like. Um, you know, what should they be, what should they be looking at first? What should they be looking at as a plan for this? Maybe talk about how they should prioritize these changes then.
1: Yeah, exactly. I recommend starting with your most popular pages, whether that's the one where everyone visits on your page, uh, your website, regardless of where they came into your site, or if you're using one for a lot of campaigns, that might be a good one to, uh, take a look at. Of course, your home page which is that first impression for search engines and users. Also, I would look at ones that you know have a lot of images on them, because that's an easy place to make some wins by just making sure that those are looking solid. Um, You'll especially want to review the top pages people enter your website on from organic search. So even if your you know homepage is a really popular page if it's you know maybe it's your fifth most visited page in organic entries you want to make sure those other pages that maybe don't come up in um right away in your mind when you're thinking about my top pages you may have some blog posts that are performing really well in organic search and might be ones you want to double check and make sure that those are really solid pages and they're, um, you know, they're optimized to the best as they can be um, in preparation for page experience.
0: Yeah, really, really good approach there. I think that's a, that's a smart strategy, right, is to come in and say, hey, listen, let me start with the things that are most popular to me at first. Like, where am I going to get the best results and where do I need to, you know, kind of maintain and protect things, right? It's the same approach we take with CRO, Right. It doesn't make sense for us to test on a page that doesn't get a lot of traffic. We should we should really start testing on pages that are the most important to us. And, and it sounds like from your advice, this is no different, right? We should be starting with those most popular pages first and working down the list from there. So that's really, really, really good insights. Um, and I think it's a smart strategy for moving forward. Now, one thing we have asked... Um, you know, as we wrap things up, Tracy, as, 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 along the way, we've asked some of our, uh, other DMO friends, you know, tips and advice they have and, and why we've got you as an SEO expert on here. You know, I'd love to hear maybe some, some SEO tips or other tips that you have that you'd like to pass on to everybody. So do you have any, any, uh, tips that you'd like to share with everyone?
1: Sure. I have some really good tips, um, just centered around page experience. Um, so one really easy tip, if you, Probably heard it a million times, but always optimize your images for web. Um, So that will put it to the smallest file size possible while maintaining like a clear quality. Um, For example, Photoshop actually has a separate option for Save for Web that helps you compress all on its own and you can kind of preview it as you go. Um, another really good way to take advantage and not even just for page experience, but for, you know, overall, um, You know, when you're trying to get the right image for the right size, use a separate one for your desktop versus your mobile. That allows you to crop them differently um, and will allow you to serve up the correct size for the device that's requesting it. And it also works for Google. So if Google is crawling or testing your site in as like um, a smartphone Then if it's only loading in the mobile size version, it's not going to ping you on a full size desktop version that otherwise wouldn't load for that user. So if you can, rather than scale it, have two separate or even three separate, if you make one for tablet, that also helps to um, reduce page load and gets that image loaded faster for users. Um, Another really good tip, and not just for page speed and user experience, but remove all the old unused tracking codes on your site. It's really easy when you're running campaigns to put a bunch of tracking code on um, through like Google Tag Manager, for example. And then when the campaign's over and you no longer need that extra tracking, it's really easy to forget that it's there. And every tracking code that you call makes an extra call on the website, which is one more thing it has to load, one more thing your user has to wait for. So removing old ones is another really easy way to help speed things up. Um, We also have uh, lazy loading, which is uh, basically the way to say, hey, load this if a user scrolls down to it. So that's a really good thing to put your um, images are, anything that's below the fold, so whatever loads in first in that viewport, anything after that, The more you can offset the loading uh, so it doesn't have to load all at once, the faster that page will become interactive for users. And finally, when it's possible, try not to overload a page with images. So kind of balance out your content and image ratio. So if you only have two paragraphs, you probably don't want five large images on that page, or maybe display them through like a slideshow widget so people click through to them rather than them all all, you know, um, layered below the content or in the middle just to kind of balance it out. Um, so those are my top SEO tips when it relates to easy ways to speed things up on the website.
0: Yeah, good good stuff there. I mean, I mean gr- five great tips that we all should be doing. The one that sticks out for me, right, is kind of one we don't think about very often. And that's removing those old tracking codes, right? Because I think we kind of lived in this world for a while. We're like, oh, you had to set it up and we're good to go. And we don't think about keeping maintenance on those things. You know, things like Google Tag Manager, Telium, you know, other, other programs out there help to manage those tags accordingly. But it is something that slows down sites big time. Um, if you're not careful, and so I think that's a really, really good piece of advice of where as the other four ones that you shared. So Tracy, thanks again for coming on. Um, good to see you. I know it's been a while, but, um, this is really, really good information. The fact we're coming in now six months ahead of time and and kind of getting people ready for it and stuff like that uh, is something that's important. So I really appreciate you coming on the show.
1: No, it was great being here. Uh, like I said, it's been a long time since I've been on layover, so fun to be back on, uh, even if it's from home.
0: <laughs> yeah, good, good stuff. Yeah, we'll we'll get back in the office soon, right? And and maybe hopefully before this uh, this uh, update kicks in in May for for um, for Google. So thank you again. So thanks for tuning in each and every week. If you're not subscribed, please do so now. We're also available on audio podcast through Spotify and iTunes. So thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll see you next time. and Have a great day.